It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uno, dos, tres. RIP to the competition. I heard that death coming through. I heard that death coming through. Hello, 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 and welcome to Threes of Crowd Sportscast. I'm your host, Ray Jones. I got the one and only Kelsey Nelson in the house. Kelsey, what's good? Hey, everyone. And I got my big man, James. James, how you living today, buddy? What's good? What's good? We here. All right, man. Get, y'all got to get your energy up, man. Today's a big show. You know, we got a special guest. I'm going excited. Now, sir, short. <laughs> We're going to announce her here shortly, uh, but before we start, of course, we want to acknowledge this is April, Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and uh, Kelsey, get and drop some knowledge about this special month. Yeah, so of course, we wanted to highlight and bring awareness to this month. A lot of people probably did not know that April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I wanted to highlight former NFL player, recently retired Steve Smith Sr. for the great work that his family foundation has been doing to raise awareness and put an end once and for all, hopefully, for domestic violence. Uh, Each year, his foundation holds a strikeout domestic violence event. Um, He did that in North Carolina and when he was here in Baltimore with the Ravens. And all the money I love goes to sexual assault victims and domestic violence victims. Um, And, of course, Steve Smith also spoke out really this last year against uh, Giants kicker Josh Brown, who was suspended for domestic violence. He's very vocal about it. He hates it. Um, I really want to highlight him because I think far too often we hear the bad stories about sexual assault and Steve Smith is doing all to end it. And, of course, he also wore his cleats this past season to bring awareness to domestic violence. So we want to salute players like Steve Smith who continue to bring awareness to it, and hopefully once and for all we can stop it out. All right, Kelsey, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, for today, you guys, we want to announce, uh, did you know this day in sports history? Back in 1995, WrestleMania 11, the one and only Lawrence Taylor defeated Big Bam Bam Bigelow. The reason we selected that is because today is WrestleMania. WrestleMania 33. So we want to salute to all our Fox Sports colleagues down there uh, representing at WrestleMania 33. We got big Brian Waters down there. So salute to those guys down there. All right. So we're going to move along and announce our uh, special guest. We're happy to have her in the studio with us, sports reporter Erica Fernandez. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very, very excited, and congrats on your show. Thank you, thank you. Did you want to tell everybody about yourself a little bit? I know you work with um, Black Sports Online as well as 1340 AM Fox Sports. Anything else you want to tell everybody about? Um, I'm a cancer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> she like long um, walks on the beach. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I was going to go for. <laughs> Nothing wrong um, with that. <laughs> right? Um, let me see. Well, born and raised in New York. Uh, people keep telling me that I have an accent. I don't catch it, but I'll let you, you guys be the touch of that. Oh, I, see, I don't see it. <laughs> um, I am a native Spanish speaker, so English is my second language, so certain words I still cannot pronounce because of my accent. Um, let me see. I'm a huge Mets fan, and it's, that's probably the only reason. That's probably the only team I'll fight for in the professional level. Like I'll probably actually lose friends over it, which is a true story. I mean, that means you've been doing a lot of fighting. You've been doing a lot of fighting, oh, lately, but okay. Exactly. <laughs> I know it's, it's a big problem, but I guess it's about it. Just, just so you know, I'm fluent in Spanish, and at any point in the show, if you want to talk crazy about anybody, oh, let's go. We can go God. back and forth and talk. <laughs> I'm real fluent in Espanol. Yes. You did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Almite, Kalmite, Tokilo, Tokilo, Ray, Tokilo. Oh my gosh, here he go. <laughs> All right, so let's get ahead and let's get ahead and get right into it. The big news in sports. Kelsey, I know you had a big announcement you wanted to talk about. Go ahead. So I want to first start with last week's show. Of course, everyone that listened, you guys know we talked about the USA women's hockey team. But I have great yeah. news for you guys. USA women's hockey team forced USA hockey to raise players' salaries. From guess what, guys? Six thousand dollars that they were making to seventy thousand dollars, which is huge. Wow. So it really talks about the power of a That's union. So congrats to you guys. We love it. We're so proud. And then also, two-time NBA All Star Baron Davis and the Black Santa Company are the gifts that really have kept on giving even after Christmas. He recently launched his historic Icons coloring book and the Dream Collection, which is a clothing line inspired by. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, and this line is meant to encourage diversity 
inclusivity and giving back and bringing people together. And I feel like it's great. I love it. I think in the times we're living in, we really need stuff like this. And his coloring book was written by Davis and Carl Reed with illustrations by Bill Moss. And really it highlights the contributions of unsung heroes such as Bessie Coleman, the Obama family, Richard Pryor, and so on and so on. So big congrats to you, uh, Baron Davis, for continuing to really give back to the community and really helping minorities, uh, you know, reach the level of success that we want them to. So big congrats. Clap, guys. Salute to Baron Davis, man. He was always, like, one of my favorite players, top three. All right, let's jump right into it. Top headlines, of course, right now we have the NCAA championship going. But first, we're going to show some love to the ladies because the ladies have been doing their thing. Um, right now, as you guys know, uh, number one, South Carolina is playing against number two, Mississippi State. South Carolina is up right now with only two minutes left in the game, so we'll see how that game ends up. But let's just jump right into the, the previous matchup because the previous game was pretty huge. Uh, we had number one, South Carolina beat number two, Stanford, 62-53. to 53. South Carolina, Alicia Gray had 18 points, and Stanford's Erica McCall had 14 rebounds and 14 points. So that was a pretty big game. You guys want to chime in on that game at all, or you want to just move on? Yeah, you can move on. We can move on now. All right. I don't know, we, we can talk about. about it, but it's up to you guys. <laughs> but, okay, so we just go right to the Mississippi State and UConn game. We got to talk about that game, regardless of the game that's going on now. Thank that you. game was one for the history. Uh, number two. Mississippi State ended up beating number one UConn and ending their 111 game winning streak. They had a buzzer beater by Morgan Williams to take the lead 64 to 62. I have never done anything in my life 111 times successfully. So I'm gonna go right to you, Erica. (laughs) What do you think about UConn finally collapsing? They actually crushed Goliath. What do you think about that? To be 100% honest, I was very shocked. I kind of had to rewatch the last couple of minutes to really understand. I'm like, wait, did this really happen? I think it's actually kind of huge. Like, I am a huge supporter of the underdog, hence why my sports teams are underdogs. So it actually makes me happy that they were taken down. They'll be back next year, I'm sure. But that's a, that's, that's a chance for someone else to win. All right, you guys already know I was hyped because I was blowing up y'all's Twitter in the group chat. UConn is <laughs> so many people, and I'm just like Erica. I love the underdogs one, especially Mississippi State. So many people probably didn't even really know about their girls' basketball team. And, I mean, what Gino has done for UConn is amazing. I understand 111. I don't know the next time we're going to see that, if we ever see mm-hmm. it, especially us in our lifetime. But what they did was so, so, so impressive. Then to have somebody at five foot five and Morgan Williams for the game-winning shot, I mean, you can't even write up an ending that exciting. And the crazy thing about it was the last time that these two teams met, you kind of killed them. They embarrassed them, beating them by 60 points. 60 points. So what great way to get revenge and especially getting beat by an SEC school, which I know nobody thought would happen. It was crazy. But I do want to point out that UConn was 0-4 in overtime in the NCAA tournament. So once they got into overtime, I don't know, UConn just has bad luck. All right, James, did you want to chime in on the ladies at all, or you want to jump right into the men's game? Man, uh, let me let me just give it up to the ladies, man, because that was an awesome game. And, I, and it was the Battle of the Williams where Morgan Williams came, you know, she came on top of that. It was a storybook ending for her. I mean, as she moves along, you know, she was saying it was all for her pops, you know, like she had, you know, she was giving her pops mad pops for what she's been, been through and what she's been going through since since he's since he passed. So I would like to, you know, give it, give a shout-out to Mississippi State, man. It was awesome. Awesome game, it, and I, it, was, it was unbelievable. Like, and I, and I couldn't believe it myself. Like, like, wow, UConn, like Goliath went down for once, you know. And James, uh, were you hopping up in the stands like Dak Prescott? <laughs> yo, he, yeah, he was. He was fired up. I, I was really in, like in shock. Like, I stopped drinking. I spit out my drink. Like, yo, they're really about to win the game. <laughs> like, it, it was crazy, man. It was crazy, and. And, you know, that, that was one of the best games I've seen. And it's not the fact that they were women, but it was a great basketball game, period, you know. So, I agree. shout out to the women. I, 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 sure. I appreciate Morgan Williams. And hopefully, you know, she goes to the, the WNBA and, and cause havoc, you know. Love it. James sounded like he got a little crush on uh, Morgan Williams. But anyway, um, so let's go ahead and move <laughs> right along to the men's game. Uh, number one, Gonzaga. They beat number seven, South Carolina, 77-73. to We had Gonzaga's. Nigel Williams-Gross had 26 points and 6 assists. And South Carolina's P.J. Dozier had 17 points. So how do you guys feel about that game, the Gonzaga versus South Carolina game? I mean, I think it was a great game. Of course, I think South Carolina had the momentum. And like Erica said, I mean, I think everybody kind of wanted the underdog to win. But Gonzaga was the number one seed. And they were the number one seed that everybody thought would fall. And I love what they're proving um, to the world. And it's well-deserved. I mean, they played great basketball. And I can't wait to see what they do next in the championship round. But – all-around mm-hmm. game, great game for Gonzaga on both sides of the ball. 
All right, I'm going to go straight to North Carolina because I know that's the team that James wants to talk about. So, James, <laughs> UNC, number one, UNC beat number three, Oregon, 77 to 76. This game definitely went down to the wire. Uh, UNC's Kennedy Meeks had 25 points, 14 rebounds, two key offensive rebounds off of free throws, back-to-back possession that ended up stealing the victory. So, James, go ahead. UNC, how would you feel about that game? First of all, I understand, you know, shout-out to the underdogs. South Carolina had, a, you know, a great season. Clap it up for them. But. Let's talk about my bracket, please. My bracket, I had UNC winning <laughs> the whole bracket. thing. My bracket is 92 point, what is it, 1%? Uh, Ray, I need you to check that for me. But uh, I had UNC winning the whole thing. I mean, I went against a lot of teams that I thought, you know, had a good chance, but I had to go with the knowledge. And I mean, I feel like UNC, just, it's something about this year. It's, it's, it's their year. And Gonzaga is not even an underdog team. Like, Gonzaga just lost one game this year, guys. Like, we got to remember that. And they got a powerful front line, so it's going to be the battle of the front lines tomorrow night, and I can't wait mm-hmm. for it. And hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, I come on top and I come brag about this again next Sunday. Real quick, Erica. So I know you said you're rooting for Gonzaga. You don't think North Carolina has a chance, or is it just more of an underdog thing for you? I think it's more of an underdog thing for me. Like, also from being from New York, like I feel like a lot of like we're kind of disconnected from the whole college basketball world because our team suck out here, <laughs> so we're kind of forced to root for others. <laughs> So like a lot of people true, go true. For, for Villanova, like that was that to me. I'm so I'm still thinking about Villanova, like the way that they went down. I thought that they were going to win the whole thing again. I thought they were going to repeat. But I think <laughs> that UNC really does have what it takes to beat them. But I just hope that Gonzaga wins. All right, Kelsey, close it out. Gonzaga versus North Carolina. What's your thoughts? I I'm looking forward to. I mean, UNC, they're lucky. They're very lucky to be there. That Oregon forgot how to box out. I wish my old coach Young could have oh, been man. there because. That's a basketball <laughs> fundamental. I would be having them. We have to run crazy suicides at when I used to ball. But anyways, I like the matchup, but I'm, I feel like Roy Williams and this UNC team, they have the momentum going in. They're seeking redemption from last year. I mean, Jackson, they have so many players. I mean, this time it was Meek. Last time um, it was Luke May. Who knows who is going to be in the championship game? I feel like all their players step up when the time calls. And, of course, Roy wants that third national championship. And I don't think there's much that you can do really to stop him. Uh, this year with the way they've been going. I mean, Justin Jackson, that's all you really have to say, honestly. But Gonzaga, I like the size of their team. I think it'll be a good game. And But I think UNC will escape in a close one. Last time Kelsey went with me, I won the whole thing. So thank you, Kelsey, for giving me that good luck, Tom. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But Kelsey also picked Seton Hall, so let's oh not my God. really too much weight on it. I just did the bracket where you pick, okay? Let's leave it alone. Erica, <laughs> so let's say you fill out a bracket. Would you ever in oh your life God. decide to elect oh. Seton oh my Hall God. to win the NCAA championship? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to my defense, Seton Hall is pretty decent this year. Oh, okay. I, they were pretty decent. I, I mean, I didn't bother filling out a bracket this year because I'm like, it's going to tank anyway, so let's just skip that stuff. And no one's, I feel like no one is ever going to win that million-dollar wage unless you have it in a dream, you know? Like someone comes <laughs> out from the heavens and is like, okay, UNC might win <laughs> or something. I hope you're listening, but, James. <laughs> I, I, I hear I hear <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and transition real quick. We talked about this topic previously, um, the 2017 Basketball Hall of Fame class. Um, we had the nominees before, but now the actual teams have been announced. I mean, I'm sorry, the actual inductees have been announced. So we're going to run through those real quick, and uh, we'll chime in and see if you guys have any disagreements with any. Uh, first, let's go start off with the legend, the one and only Tracy McGrady. We had uh, college coach uh, Bill, Bill Self, uh, women's college mm-hmm. coach Muffet McGraw. We had the legend... Mm-hmm. New York City legend, Rebecca Lobo. We have Manny Jackson, Tom Jerstet, Jerry Krause, rest in peace, uh, George McGinnis, and Nick Gellis. So, Erica, anybody on that list that you're uncomfortable with or you want to congratulate? I really want to congratulate T-Mag. I always liked him, and it makes me happy to see that he's getting that recognition because I feel like he was always like, I don't want to say like he wasn't really given the credit he wasn't, that he didn't get deserved, but I think I'm very happy about that. That was a little bit surprising, in my opinion. All right, James? You know what? I agree with Erica. You know, New York people think alike. I just want to say that, you know, <laughs> congratulations to T-Mac. Congratulations to Bill Self also. Rebecca Lobo. Uh, everybody on that list I think is deserving. And, um, it, you know, if, if T-Mac didn't get, you know, injuries late to his back, you know, he probably would have been, you know, still playing maybe, you know, maybe a couple of championships. 
Honestly, there would be no Kobe if T Mac didn't get hurt. Oh, go ahead, Kelsey. What you got to say? Chill, 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 chill. <laughs> chill I said you were getting me right because I'm the only one not from New York. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that you were all numbered right now. <laughs> careful, <laughs> careful. But um, <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, I'm be careful, DMV. <laughs> Watch out, I have people listening. I got backup when I need to. But uh, I right. feel like Grady. I mean, he deserved it. The youngest person in, in this year's class. I love it at 37. But I feel like y'all know I have to give love to to the women. I love, love, love that Rebecca Lobo is getting in it. Uh, I think it's long way overdue. And special uh, congrats to Muffet McGraw and what she's doing with Notre Dame's women's team. But I, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. you can complain about this list at all. I know there's always controversy, but I love this list. The job well done. So let's move on to the controversial bill, North Carolina bathroom bill. Who wants to start it off first? Uh, basically, North Carolina lawmakers voted Thursday to roll back their uh, HB2 bathroom bill in a bid to end the backlash over transgender rights for using the restroom, public restrooms. So a lot of people feel as though they just changed the bill due to the NBA pulling out the All-Star game and NCAA uh, threatening them by removing games as well. So, Erica, let's go right to you first on that. I don't think it's genuine, to be 100% honest. I think that they probably did it because they had pressure put on them. But you have to realize that, you know, we don't understand what it's like to be transgender because none of us are – at least I think that none of us are transgender. <laughs> so please correct me if I'm wrong. But it must be something <laughs> huge to understand – I mean, not to understand. It must be something huge to go through the fact that you're not comfortable in your own body. So I think that that's what this, that the state wasn't understanding, that these individuals go through this, and they just don't feel comfortable. And I think it's something that is an adjustment for all the rest of us. For example, like in the gym, you see someone who's transgender, you're kind of like, well, okay, but you keep looking, you know, because it's, to us it's a little bit regular, but to the older folks, they're still not used to the fact that, the, that there are people that just don't feel comfortable in their own bodies. And to me, it, it, I don't know, it just, Joke a little bit hypocrite. I think they just did it probably because of public pressure, if that makes any sense. I don't think it's genuine, honestly. Definitely, definitely. I definitely agree with, with you, Erica. Like it's it's all about it's all about the money, man. And the the money yeah. talks, you know, and everything else walks and um they just did it because lawmakers in North Carolina were basically pressured into it because they were losing what? I bet I think they were losing four point five billion mm-hmm. in revenue because of this. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's all about the money at the end of the day. It's all about the money, money and politics. I mean, just to go off of what you guys said, I think you guys, I mean, basically hit the nail on the head. I think uh, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper was really looking at this year's NBA All-Star Game All-Star Game in New Orleans just thinking, like, man, all that money was supposed to be here this year, but because we couldn't get this stuff right. So I think they just did a quick fix, you know, a quick Band-Aid for now to try to make people mm-hmm. happy, even though the transgender community uh, even said that they don't like this new bill because it still doesn't protect them from discrimination. But like you guys said, money talks. North Carolina is missing all that good money they would have had this year. Um, from all the different yeah. events that they lost. So it's unfortunate, but I feel like it's just a hard thing to do, unfortunately. I think you're going to have to keep pressure on them, the transgender community, because I think it's crazy, again, that we're in 2017 and people still don't have basic rights no matter who you are or who you mm-hmm. identify as. So get it together, North Carolina. And fast. Get it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's transition a little bit. Let's get – I guess you consider the NBA draft, all the players that lost already, some declared for the draft. So we're going to just break down who we think is a good choice to um, move forward and where they're going to go in the draft. Uh, First, I'm going to go to the ones that actually have declared. We had Alonzo Ball declare, TJ Leaf declared, uh, Mark Fultz, Kelsey's love crush, Melo Tremble, Jonathan Isaac, (laughs) Jason Tatum, Dwayne Bacon, John Collins, Jared Allen, and Lori McKinnon. So – Kelsey, you want us to go straight to, to Trimble or what? We can start with Trimble because y'all know I'm a turp, loud and proud. So um, unfortunately, we hear it every day. <laughs> every day. All right. Anyway. Let's go. Let's let's go right into our Twitter poll. Our Twitter poll. We had a uh, did Maryland Terrapin guard Melo Trimble make the right decision declaring for the NBA draft? Forty-three percent said mm-hmm. yes. Fifty-seven percent said no. And actually, a uh, person on Twitter at Superstar Shy said he really had mm-hmm. no choice. Every year he tested the draft, ended up coming back. He'll be second round pick okay. for sure. So yeah. that sounds Ooh. like he should have definitely stayed. But so I'm gonna go straight to you, Kelsey. I know you wanna ride your jump, your, your turpins to the to the to Shout the out to Nation. <laughs> Okay, you know what? No, we're gonna start with Erica. I don't even want you to go first, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> no, <you should> not. <laughs> I am hurt. 
Because if you go first, she's never gonna get a chance to speak. So we're gonna let Erica go first. I really like I really like Lonzo, and I just hope he doesn't go to a to a terrible team that's just tanking right now. If you guys understand my drift, because it just takes more than a one player to try to fix something, you know. So Adam, no, Adam, I hope no. Should but you gotta say the name. Just, don't don't at me, bro. No, definitely Lonzo. Definitely Lonzo. I just hope he doesn't no, go to the team. Oh, to to Brooklyn. I really hope he doesn't come to the Brooklyn Nets. No, nah, he won't go. For he won't go to the Brooklyn Nets. Hopefully. Cause, uh, you never know. No, because if Brooklyn gets a draft, uh, the Boston Celtics they take it. Pick. Yeah, they lose their pick. Oh, they that's their true. Pick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're saying, right. but people are saying the Lakers for him. That's true. The they Lakers might be, is another yeah, good choice. So, real quick, guys, I have a question for that then. So, let's say Lonzo Ball does get drafted by the Lakers. Or would the Lakers pick him? And if so, what are they doing with D'Angelo and Jordan Clarkson? Oh, you know that's my team. So, uh, I, I, you know, honestly, I'll trade D'Angelo for uh, Lonzo and keep uh, Clarkson. I'll mm-hmm. trade okay. I'll trade him. I think I would do the Thanks. same. I, I see that happening just because I really feel like the Lakers are going to pick up Lonzo. And, of course, Lonzo's coming off a pretty decent tournament except uh, when he faced Kentucky. Um, but Lonzo, I think, has more to develop. Um, I mean, he, and he's mm-hmm. six. I think there's a lot that they can do with him. So I, I can see him in the uh, gold. And we know his dad, LeVar Ball, would be so happy keeping him in uh, California to keep his big baller brand up. That's a good point. All right. Erica, you got anything you want to chime in? I know you said you got to get out of here shortly. So any last words before you go? Um, I think my last words in honor of baseball season, I really hope the Mets win the World Series for my insanity. I mean, for my sanity's sake. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know that you know New York is a Yankees town, right? Just let's be clear. There was a poll here. There was a poll done by some I don't even know, but some random internet publication said that this town is more of a Mets town. Now. And I'm like, oh, what are they doing? No because way. that's not even half no true. <laughs> he only he only polled the people in the room with him at the moment. It was him and his little cousin. That's the only people they polled. There's no way he got exactly a clear poll. I'm, Alternative I'm a big facts. Mets fan, but there's no way in hell that this town will ever be a Mets fan. I mean, at least not not in our generation, because I know my older brother, he's, and I'm probably blown up his spot, he's 36, but in the 80s, this was a very, very heavy Mets fan. So back then, that makes sense, but in 2017, no, not at all. <laughs> all right, so Erica, once again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it, and you're more than welcome to join us at any time. You're more than welcome for to come sure. back on the show. Just hit us up, and we'll bring you on the show at any time. So appreciate you coming through. Thank you. No, thank for you, sure, guys. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Thank you. So I'm much. going to continue to root for your success because I'm just so happy to see, you know, so many people rising up, especially like with podcasts. Like this is the new. This is what's going to save radio, and I'm just so proud of you guys for doing it, for playing your part. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Are you <laughs> too? Bye. All right. Bye. All right, Kelsey. I'm gonna go back to you. You guys get comfortable. Sit back because I'm gonna take y'all. I'm gonna take y'all for a lesson. I haven't taught in a while. All right. Mellow oh, Thanks a lot. Oh boy. I just, <laughs> oh my God. Cannot with you too. But anyways, my boy Mellow from the DMV. Um, many people, of course, were in the middle about him leaving. He would have had one more year had he returned to Maryland next year. But I think people need to remember that Melo is 22 years old. He's a college junior. And after he didn't leave after his freshman year when he was shooting the lights out uh, pretty much everywhere, I, I do now agree with him entering the draft. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get drafted into the NBA, but, of course, if he does, we'll see him in the D League and he'll develop his skills. Um, but I do – he has a chance. But I do like him kind of better overseas learning and maybe possibly trying to come back um, after that. But, again, Melo, I think he made the right choice. He was shooting 41% from the field as a freshman this year. He only shot 31 to 32%, even though he still uh, did pretty well with my Turks and they had a pretty good season. But I think he made the right decision, and hopefully he finds a good agent. Um, He'll be moving to Vegas later this month to start training. Uh, for the draft on April 10th. So, I mean, I wish the best for the young Turk because, you know, Turks go off to do great things. All right, well, I got a question then. If you feel as though he may may not even get drafted, may have to go overseas, why not? He should have just stayed in Maryland and played his last year, right? You don't think but, so? Right, like, what's the point? Time, yes, he could have got his degree, but at the same time, Maryland has a young team, right? He'll, have, he'll be starting with sophomores. They were freshmen this year. And even with sophomores, it's not like he's going to get a ch- national championship, as hard as that is for me to say. 
as a Maryland Terp fan. So go back. But, I mean, at the same time, I feel like in the NBA now, if he does get drafted, they want to see you develop. And I think you can develop more overseas playing with bigger people because I think Melo has a great game, but some, his outside game um, I think is kind of what people are talking about. Um, and he's obviously not as athletic as some of the guards we're seeing in this year's draft. So I think that's why he's going to have to, of course, do the D League or go overseas. Because at Maryland, he's going to be just the same. I probably, I bet you, the same average numbers if he were to come back and do a senior year. Okay. He doesn't grow. Interesting. They want growth. <laughs> growth, brother, growth. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and transition a little bit. Do you guys want to move on to football first, or do you guys want to talk uh, point guards in the NBA? I, I think we should, I kind of feel like we should do point guards since we said this is a guard-heavy draft. What do you guys think? Yeah, we'll go with the point guards. All right. So we did a Twitter poll for best point guard in the East. Um, we put up John Wall, Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie Irving, and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, excuse me. Uh, of course, we in the Maryland area, so John Wall got 50 percent of the vote, which oh, is astonishing to me. That's why, Ray. That's why, Ray. No, no. Granted, <laughs> I would have picked John Wall also, but I feel as though because a lot of our fans are in the DMV area, and because you big up Maryland every single day of your life, that oh, a lot of God. a lot of people are calling <laughs> from the Maryland area, are following <laughs> us on Twitter, so. Um, like I said, who to listen to. <laughs> John Wall had 50%. Uh, Isaiah Thomas had 24. Surprisingly, Kyrie had 20. And then they they they, they did my man Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry dirty. He only had 6% of the vote. I think part of that is due to his injury. <laughs> but we already know who Kelsey got, so I'm going to let James go first on this one. James, in the playoffs right now, who would you prefer to be your point guard? Come on, who won? The, who won, who hit the clutch game last year? Like, come on, it's not even a – it's not even a – it's not even a saying right now. Like, come on, man, Irving, 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 Irving. And that's it. That's all I gotta say. Like, get out of here with with all this with all this mockery, right? Okay. Well, Kelsey, <laughs> he only used about thirty seconds, so I guess you got the next twenty minutes to talk about John Wall and your man crush. Go ahead. I, know, I was expecting James to bring it more. Um, and I'm mad you guys said that. Don't be mad because John Wall shooting the lights out every night at the Rising Center and on the road. But anyway, season. I mean. Let me let, let me say let me say this. I respect Kyrie Irving and what he's done. Nobody can question his his ability as a point guard. And I like the point that you brought up, uh, James, last year when he hit that clutch shot. And I saw that game because I was out there. But at the end of the day, John Wall is doing what no one else in the East is right now, and with a team around him that many people thought he couldn't do it with. And I feel like he's What's not he doing? giving enough credit that he is um, because he's playing Irving with the Wizards. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, the only thing, only thing on numbers that uh, Kyrie has up is points per game, and that's just by two more points per game. But John Wall has more rebounds per game average, um, and he has more steals per game average. I mean, and he has more assists per game average. He's leading the league uh, with assists. So at the end of the day, like I said, numbers don't not, lie, like not, the ball don't not, lie. Uh, John Wall leading is leading, is leading this. James Harden is leading the league in assists. Okay, right. Okay, but, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Eastern in the East. John Wall is doing big numbers. He's averaging 10.8 assists per game while Kyrie's averaging 5.8 assists per game. Okay. He's doubling him, James. He's doubling yeah, he's him. Doubling, like yeah. I said, numbers don't lie. I'm just giving you the stats. Numbers don't lie. But, 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 numbers don't lie, but you're, you're saying – what are you saying that's really like being so I'm, – I'm not disrespecting so Kyrie, but what like, John Wall is doing this season, what he has done this season, it, it, it keeps not being recognized. John Wall has been clutch. He's had the same big games that Kyrie has had this season. John Wall like always I said, has a great season. He always has a great regular season, and that's what he's been having, a great regular season. Mm-hmm. So next week, next week and a half when the playoffs start, we're going to see where all this great regular season comes from. So we'll see. Cause, cause Again, we'll like see. I said, what John Wall is doing with not as much help around him like Kyrie has, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot doubt. John Wall, and I think he is the best point guard in the East. And I'm glad the fans agree with me. I don't have much mm. more to say. Of course, say. the fans. Yeah, it's no. regular, yeah, it's regular season. Of course, they're going to agree with you. It's regular season. We'll, <laughs> we'll see in, in two weeks if they agree with you. Still, <laughs> I think I got under James' skin. <laughs> it's a DMV thing. I get it. It's a DMV thing. I get it. I get it. You're being biased. John Wall okay. needs the respect. The Wall started oh there. I'm getting John it. I'm going on a date with John Wall. John oh, Wall. my gosh. Just because Kelsey knows about her John Wall facts, don't be mad. Don't be mad. Hey, Kelsey, you know. Yes. There is nothing you can say about anything Maryland DMV related that James is going to like. He hates everything. I don't know what Georgetown did to him. But he, but he, he hates everything DMV related. It's crazy. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> All right, let's transition over to football, man. Uh, some real big news came out earlier in the week. The Oakland Raiders are fin- have finalized the move 
excuse me, the owners have voted to finalize the move for the Oakland Raiders to move to Las Vegas. Are we excited about the Las Vegas move? I know we had a Twitter poll up uh, for fans to answer. Did they like the move to Vegas? 39% say yes, and 60, 61% say no. So I'm going to go to you first, Kelsey. How do you feel about the Raiders moving to Vegas? All right. So, of course, who doesn't love Vegas? Anybody that has been there loves Las Vegas. But I am not a fan of teams leaving their fans that have supported them and been with them. And my biggest thing about this move, which I hate, since their new stadium won't be ready, it's supposed to be completed by, what, uh, 2020 in early hope. Um, and that's if it's completed on time, their new 1.9 billion stadium, is that they're going to stay playing where they are and still want fans to come support them, even though they basically gave them the boot and the mayor was basically begging them um, to stay. So I understand that from a money standpoint, Las Vegas is growing and they want that football team to help them grow. And I mean, what football player wouldn't want to live in and play in Las Vegas? But I didn't like it. I was with the Miami Dolphins on this one. The lone people that voted know that um, I really wish they would have stayed in Oakland. And rest in peace to all the future jerseys that are going to be burned. Oh, wow. <laughs> James, how you feel about the move? Man, listen, from a fan standpoint, it's sad to see them leave Oakland. Because a lot of people supported them in Oakland, even when they were losing all these years. And they had a great season this year. Business standpoint, seems like a great move. Like, you know, Vegas is crazy. Vegas is always talking about having brothels. <laughs> with 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 oh, wow. with, uh, with uh, Raiders things in them, but I mean that's crazy, man. Like I think I think it's not a great move because these these guys are young guys, and and being in Vegas twenty four seven is is it's not the great move for any sports team at all. I don't I don't I don't even see how UNLV still survived all these years being in Vegas, <laughs> but you that's think just a gambling me. problem? Not not even it's it's everything like. So many things is legal in Vegas, so so you be the judge. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> I want to make a, I want to make a quick note, Ray, real quick. Um, I know this move also worked because Forbes rank, Forbes ranks the Raiders as the second least uh, least valuable, second least valuable NFL franchise at one point four three billion dollars. So basically, they need some money uh, coming in. So I I think like you said, James, I can understand the move, but. I just don't know if Las Vegas is the right place to uh, put these young men, these young men in. Yep. All right. Well, with that being said, I like, I, I'm kind of conflicted with the move because you know Las Vegas has been trying to get a sports team, whether it be NBA or NFL. So I think at any at any moment it was going to happen. So Vegas was going to get a team. It was just a matter of time when. But what you said earlier about you don't like teams leaving their fans to go to new new cities, I disagree. As far as like the Rams last year, I feel like they had to leave St. Louis. St. Louis, the fans weren't really supporting them as much. Attendance was down a lot. So I, I commend the L.A. move. As far as the Oakland Raiders move, like James said earlier, the Raiders fans, regardless of the fact that they were losing a lot, they were still supportive of the team. Um, sales may have been down a little bit, but they still, you know, there was still a lot of diehard Raiders fans. So I'm a little conflicted about them moving after they build the stadium and, and everything goes through. I want to see how they play first because I'm still conflicted about which which way I'm going to go with that one. But anyway, we're going to move on. decision. Uh, a legendary wide receiver, Michael Irvin, has some allegations for a sexual assault case down in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Florida, excuse me. Um, so, do you guys want to speak on that at all? I'll, I'll let Kelsey go first on that one. Yeah, just it's it's unfortunate. I mean, of course, there's still allegations, so we don't want to, you know, move any more forward than that. But anytime it happens, I think they need to be taken seriously. And I think far too often we see too many athletes in this type of situation. And, of course, Irving is married um, and has four children, which makes the situation even worse. Um, because either way it goes, you know, it's like once it's out there, it's kind of so hard, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately to for people just to forget it. So hopefully I just hope players are looking at this and learning from it. And, I mean, please just keep yourself in safe situations. But I know that we'll get to the end of it, supposedly where it happened. Um, there's cameras and everything, so I know they'll find out the real deal. But just that, of course, especially someone that you probably look up to, uh, like Michael Irvin. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to laugh, but uh, second time. Second time, second allegations. You know, everybody, you know, is innocent and proven guilty. But uh, the best uh, best of River Valley prep all-stars in Arkansas, you know, removed him as a keynote speaker this week because of these allegations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just making matters even worse, you know. They don't want to shine light on this. And it's, it's becoming a big story now, you know. And he's an NFL analyst, so hopefully the NFL Network doesn't come down Hopefully it clears up for him. And all right, Cowboys. so um, <laughs> you throw a shade at the Cowboys? What'd you say? Not at all. Not at all. I just said them Dallas Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> America's team. 
That sounds like shade to me. <laughs> America's <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, transition over to Hip to the Game. It's our opinion-based debate section of the show. James, take it away. All right, all right. So we got, can LeBron James break the all-time scoring record? So this week, uh, LeBron currently is sitting in, set, seeking, sitting in, excuse me, sitting in seventh place with 28,596 points and counting an all-time scoring list. He just passed Shaquille O'Neal earlier this week. So LeBron is about 9,788 points away from the number one spot, which is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Do you guys think he can take this spot? I mean, he, he, he has, he's about, what, 32 years old? He has about, like, four or five years left. If he doesn't get an, an injury, I'd say, I'd say he doesn't do it because, you know, his points is pretty much the same, but he, he has to score at least, like, 26 points, 28 points a game. He's about, he's about around, like, 24, 25 so I think it's going to go down some. He's being more of a team player. You know, he's always been a team player anyway. So I don't think he's going to get it. I think he might be a close four. I don't think he beats uh, Kobe Bryant, who's at three, who's going to be locked there for the for the rest of the life, for eternity at number three. So I'm going to keep it at that. Sorry, guys. All right, Kelsey, I'll let you go first. Oh, well, thank you, Ray. Because <laughs> I'm just shocked that he said LeBron is only going to have Four more years left in the league, so I'm just I just gotta let that simmer real quick. Like, that's crazy to me that you would say that. But go ahead, Kelsey. Well, hold on, hold on, I can't hold on, wait hold to on, hear what you're okay, Go hold ahead. On. I'm gonna let y'all finish. I'm gonna the sit my feet. Go ahead. Said this is because all right. Let's say he, he let's say he plays six more years. LeBron has been sitting out at least eleven games a year. You can't sit out eleven games a year and think you're gonna get this scoring record. That's just my opinion. No, it's not my opinion. It's facts. Look it up. <laughs> Do the math. Facts. Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, Kelsey. Um, Don't get me started, okay. Ray. Don't get me started. I'm say. having so a good day. I, I, I'm having a good day, Ray. <laughs> I didn't talk about the next show. You guys are too funny. Um, this the show is hilarious. I like James decided to get facts. I got real facts like uh like Mr. James did over here. So basically, according to sports right. quotient, um, they said that for LeBron to pass Kareem, he would have to average 22, more than 22 points per game, as James said, for the next five seasons. And this is if he stays healthy and, of course, has no significant injuries, which LeBron, I think, I think he has a lot left in him. I, I think he might he'll probably become um, maybe one of the oldest players to play the game if he keeps at it and if he keeps his body healthy. Um, but at the same time, can he do it? I don't know because, of course, he is getting older. Um, the the game is only going to get better. You only have more new younger players coming in, and we don't know how long he'll be able to keep dictating who he gets um, on his team. I think he'll still be a great oh. player, but I don't. Shade. I just I was a little bit shade, but I just don't. I don't know. <laughs> Kareem set the record high, but at the same time, if Le- LeBron could do it, so I don't know. I'm like I'm fifty fifty in it, but right now I'm gonna lean. I'm actually gonna lean toward. I'm gonna lean towards no. I can't lean towards yes. I just I can't. Kelsey, you said how many seasons he had to average 22 a game? He had to have to average more than 22 for at least the next five seasons. So okay, just quickly, Latisha, we want to do facts. See, because James said facts, but he didn't actually have any facts when he said it. It was an opinion. <laughs> LeBron has only averaged under 25 points a game once in his career. That was his rookie season. So 22. It's really simple. He averaged 26 the last this year, 25 last year, 25 last year. So even if he has some type of slight decline, he's still just off the fact that he's going to play more than six more years. He's definitely going to play more than six more years. Whether it be in a reduced role, that's fine. He could he could still give us 18 a game in a reduced role. He could still give us 20 a game in a reduced role. Kobe played 19 Kelsey. seasons. Tell uh, Kelsey, Kobe, Kobe played 19 Kelsey. seasons. Let me finish. Let me finish. Kelsey. No, no, no. Kobe no. Played, could you, let me finish. Could you do that, right? Kobe played 19 that. seasons. With three, Wait, with two I or three catastrophic mean, energy, you're not going to let me finish. No, I'm not going to let you finish because you said five seasons. I just said he's only going to play four left. I said he's only going to have four more seasons left. Ooh. So he doesn't get and it. And I said he's going to play more than that. What are you talking about? He's not so going to. You cut me off for no reason. You cut me off for no reason. So, I, like I said, I have, I have can I finish my point? Me. I'm about to cut everybody mic off. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I don't forgot what I was saying. I got dog nugget. Oh, Y'all keep cutting me up. Y'all keep cutting oh, me up. Um, I'll go. Can I go to my question? Can I go to my question? Go ahead. I'm done. I'm going to shut it down. The only problem, and this one I want to ask you guys, do you guys think he can reach it or even get close to it with playing the same amount of minutes that he's playing already? Because as we know, he's logging a lot of minutes, one of the most in the NBA. Can he still get it playing the same amount of minutes all the next four or five seasons? 
I wouldn't say no. And that's why I was saying in a reduced role, I still think he can give us 18 a game and make and play more than five or six seasons because Kobe played, what, 19 seasons, I believe, and he had two major injuries. LeBron has never had a major injury. He has never missed more than, like like James said, about 10 10 to 15 games. So he never really had a major injury. So even, let's say, even if he does – no, no, like even because you got to think Kyrie is still coming up. He's going to start taking more of the leader role on the Cavaliers. And LeBron can take a reduced role and still give you 18 a game easily. If he lets him. If he lets him. Egos, I don't know. No, I think I think LeBron. I don't think LeBron has the ego to where he knows. Okay, this guy's better than me now. I'll let him have it. I think he'll sign the same way D Wade did when LeBron went to Miami. D Wade was the man in Miami, and he said, "You know what? LeBron is younger than me. He's he's younger than me. He's more healthier than me. I'm gonna let him take over, and I'm gonna fall to the Batman. I mean, to the Robin role. I think LeBron will do the same thing because he's already had that experience doing it when he was the one that was Batman, and he, he'll feel comfortable falling into the Robin role, especially since LeBron is passive anyway. He, he he likes passing the ball, so he's not gonna be like, "Oh no, I need my shots. I need that's my shots." I say, I feel thing. like he's Kobe falling. Was, that's ahead. the thing. Kobe was a killer. You know what I'm saying? Kobe had 60 points leaving this league. That's what I'm saying. Like LeBron not being, LeBron being as more of a passive player might hurt him with his points wise. I think that him being a passive player means he'll be able to play longer because he won't he won't put his body through as much. He'll be able to take that back play. seat and still get his buckets. Mm-hmm. And, and I th- he definitely gonna play more than six years, I think. Wow. We'll so what, I mean, Ray, will he we'll, play till he's? You have him playing until he's 40 because you know if he plays till he's 40, he'll yeah, have I can see him in NBA history. I can see I LeBron know, at 20 man. years. I can see LeBron playing 20 years. I don't know, bro. I don't know. When you can't run through people no more, you know, yep. I don't no, know. No, his man. game is definitely going to have to change. The same way Kobe's game changed. Kobe thing. became more yeah, of a post right. player. Whoa, yeah. Turn around, fade oh, away. Bro. Jordan changed his bro. game. He was no longer a highlight for him. He was stop. in that pose doing the fadeaway. You got to stop doing that. You got to stop doing that, bro. Stop saying Kobe and Jordan. Don't say these two players with LeBron. Please, my friend. Please don't Ooh. do that, my friend. Please. <laughs> Please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, my friend. My friend, don't do that. Okay, Tim, Duncan. Won... Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Don't do that either. Don't do that either. He was a pass. Don't do that either. Don't do that either. So what example can he I use? <laughs> He's not letting yeah, me what? use anything. I'm not giving you any examples right now, bro. Because you know why? Because LeBron is unparalleled to anyone else. He is new. Yeah, He's a new breed. You can't compare him to nobody He's else. He's not a killer like Kobe and Michael. You can't compare them two. You can't compare those two. He... He's not going to have to be a killer to average 18, 20 points a game. He's still got to average more than 22. Not, okay, so if he th- she said 22 and 5. Let's say he plays 7. He don't got to average that 22 because he can stretch them numbers out now. He could play 7 years more and give us 18, 19 right? a game. No, okay, so he's let's round it up to 23. So he's but even if he plays more than 5 seasons, he's going to give us more <laughs> points is what I'm he's saying. He's playing until he's 39 years old. I don't know, man. I see that, 30, I see that 35, 36 is a wrap, I think. All right, we'll see. We'll definitely see that one. We we spent at least about fifteen minutes on that topic. Um, can we do some breaking news, Ray? You want to you want to do it now or you want to save it? I want to do some quick breaking news right now because Don't we steal have my thunder because I had something. No, okay. What were you gonna do? <laughs> All right, you know what, Ray? I'm gonna let you have this one. Go ahead. I want to see if we. Nah, can go ahead. You got because we're going to we're going to your segment anyway. Listen to K and N as she breaks this breaking news that I was gonna break. So we had a break. <laughs> because me and Ray think similar, I want to congratulate South Carolina for becoming the new national championships, defeating Mississippi State 67-55. to Can we give it up for them? I mean, wow, the SEC That's has the crown now for women's basketball. That is huge. It's huge. It's huge. It, I want to say this. I thought this was really interesting. So as we know, before they got here, South Carolina defeated Stanford, and before this, the last four teams that beat Stanford in the semifinals since 2008 have gone on to win the entire tournament. So, of course, this held true because South Carolina beat Stanford, um, and now they're na- the national champs. So I want to give a big shout-out to them. Ray, you talked about Coach uh, Dan Stanley last week, so big congrats to her. She got her first her first title. So you stole not only my breaking news, but you stole my <laughs> shout-out, too, because I definitely was going to wow. to the hood legend Dawn Staley. <laughs> You took you took you my know, whole you know, swag just now. You know we think similar is that Georgetown education going back and forth, right? That's all. That's all. We, we just shared but, it. But, she, you might as well pass it to James because I don't got nothing to say now. She took everything. <laughs> all right, James. James, help me out and congratulate the ladies, please. Congratulations. But definitely, definitely. On a serious note, though, we definitely want to salute Coach Dawn Stanley. Like I said, I always liked her as a, as a player and a coach as well. I grew up watching her play. Um, and salute to South Carolina, man. They they were able to do something the men weren't able to do. The men lost yesterday, but South Carolina still gets the title. They brought the title home. So 
Salute to South Carolina. Staying on the women's basketball, we have to go to UConn coach, Coach Gino. He's, he landed in some hot water recently. As at a press as, at a press conference, I'm going to read you guys the quote that he said, uh, which caused some stir. He said, there's a reason why there's not as many opportunities for women. Not as many women want to coach. It's quite simple. He then added on, more women are choosing to have a, quote, normal life, unquote, rather than moving into a job teaching physical education and coaching after college. And then I also want to bring up one more fact that I found. A good article on 538 uh, found out that there are fewer women co- coaches in college basketball now than there were a decade ago. So now I'm going to start with I'm going to start with you, James. I'm going to get you on this women's basketball train. Do you, do you find any problems with Coach Gino's comments, basically saying that not as many women want to coach now? I mean, the fact that he's not a woman is kind of sexist for him to be to make a, such an outlandish comment without any facts to to back it up. That itself is kind of like not right. So I'm not with him on that one, Gino. That's why you're right, right. You said fewer women coaches now than a decade ago. See, right in college basketball. Don't I guess the main issue that with his comment is that he just made it as an opinion. If he would have had some right. some facts with it, like if he'd have said according to or based on research or something like that, just to kind of associate it with some actual some factual information, that's what makes it sound real sexy. It sounds like he just feels some type of way. But if he would have maybe stated a source or something like that, then I don't I don't think he would have got as much backlash. But based on your stat, the numbers are kind of there. Because being a coach, like I coach high school basketball, that's just mm-hmm. not my full-time job. That's my side job. And even just as a part-time high school basketball coach, that, that coach's life is real. Like, it's grueling. It's it's almost 365, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, the season is over right now. We went to the state championship. I think we took maybe two weeks off, and we're going right back into workouts. And the season doesn't start again until December, November. And what are we in now? April, and we about to start workouts next week. So, like, being a basketball coach is a, a real job. Like, it's hard. and I'm, So I can understand why so many people, not just women, but men and women, don't want to do it anymore because it's a grueling, it's a grueling task. And then on top of that, the only ending to a, a coaching position is to be fired or to quit. Like, there's really no other alternative. One day you're going to get fired or you're going to quit. There's, that's really it, right. if you think about it. Right. And and most of the times, if you're not leaving on your own terms, for the most part, either because you're 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 going to get fired because you are losing, or you're going to quit because you're about to get fired. There's really no only Popovich, I think, is the longest coach in history, and and then also Gino, but not that many coaches stay with the team, but for so long. So being a coach is a hard job. So I can definitely understand it. I just feel as though when he made the comments, he probably should have had some type of statistics with it or some type of poll or something to just basically a source to back up his information so it didn't sound like his opinion. No, I mean, I love hearing your guys' thoughts on this. And I want to, before I give my opinion, I want to say real quick, I love what Stanford's uh, head coach of women's basketball said. She said, women aren't recycled the same way that men are. And I think it kind of speaks to your point, Ray. Um, Coaching is hard to get into in the first part. Um, but I think, as you see, women coaches, they don't get recycled like men. A men coach, you know if you get fired, most likely, once you get in that system, you're kind of in the league or whatever, and they'll keep you in it. Um, but I, that's why I think, yes, the numbers are there, and I agree with you guys to that point, but I have a huge problem when he said more women are choosing a, quote, normal life, because what is a normal life for a woman? Every woman is different, and I think when you group them all together, that's where people's problems uh, problems came. Because I actually know a lot of women that want to get into coaching, but they have a really tough hard time trying to get into it because, I mean, just the opportunities haven't been there and they have to create them for themselves. And, of course, I mean, it's just a whole lot. Like, you see so many more men even now coaching women's basketball, um, which it wasn't, as the article pointed out, a decade ago. And you would think we'd be making more positive comment, uh, more positive progress as we move on, but we're not. And Coach Gino, I mean, for him to be a women's basketball coach, I just think he should know better. He's around so many women. I'm pretty sure a lot of his players probably even want to go on to start coaching. So you have to choose your words wisely um, in the in the world we live in. And I want to ask you guys both a quick question. What do you guys think we need to do to get more women involved in, in coaching? Right, I'll start with you this time. I, I agree with your whole sentiment about men are recycled more because I feel like there's a lot more coaching trees in men's basketball than there are in women's mm-hmm. basketball. But it just seems that way. Like, it seems like, okay, I, I have my guy and I have my staff, and then his staff hires people. And it's kind of like a coaching tree. Like, Popovich has probably, like, five or six other head coaches in the league that came from his tree. So it seems like women's basketball is not the same way. I don't know what the reason is before that. Um, but honestly, I don't know what you can do to make it 
more comfortable, I guess, for a women to stay in the league. I don't really know that what you can change because, like I said, it's not. I don't think it's a gender thing. I think it's just about the person and being able to withstand that lifestyle. I don't think there's a difference whether a man is doing it or a woman is doing it. It's just the fact that the lifestyle period is a tough lifestyle to live, and it's definitely difficult for your family to endure, especially at that level, at the college level. I'm only at the high school level, and it's hard, so I can imagine college level with all the money involved and all the academics involved. Like, it's way more pressure. To me, I don't know that there is an answer, honestly. Maybe some type of training programs to just to get people in, in the lifestyle and get more, more education on it and to actually do some more OJT, hands-on experience. That's really the only other thing I can think of that would make it easier for or for people to stay around and to get recycled in the system. That's really uh, that's a hard question to really answer, but I would just say to have some type of symposium or something to to help out uh, women who are trying to get into coaching, some some type of clinics or uh, some type of uh, related thing like sponsors to to hold some type of events for women looking to get into coaching because it's. It's almost like a it's a closed door almost like like how do you get in as a woman you know I think you guys basically both nailed on the head I mean they need we need more access I think women need more access to it I think they need a seat at the table they need a seat at the executive level so when coaches are even being considered then women can be considered I think that's why we need more college ads and it just goes so far back why women aren't being um, considered but I do think we need more at programs and stuff like that to get more women even considered Um, I know myself I remember I applied to a, a coaching scouting internship and they literally replied back because of the sport that they were like you know we know you're a female. Um, and you know, you'd be, uh, they basically said, basically said it a nice way because I'm a female, um, they were looking for somebody male. Um, so it happened. Right. And I mean, this was an internship thing. So I can only imagine that we know what it is up there. So please let's just create more opportunities because there's no way that we should be, you know, making backward progress, um, into women coaching. We definitely want to see more women coaching. I support women and I hope people listening to this can, you know, knock on people's doors and try to get more women uh, coaching. But now, Ray, I know you want to go to um, our fan poll crowd noise section of the show, so I'll let you lead that off. All right, real quick, uh, one of the, you know, the MVP races heating up right now is pretty much James Harden or Russell Westbrook. But uh, Jason James Harden made some comments last week or earlier in the week. Uh, he recently said playing every day should matter to MVP voters. Do you guys agree? Is playing every game better, or do we prefer people take rest days? Uh, 89% said yes, playing every game should matter, and 11% said no. So real quick, what do you guys think about that? I know James, he hates the resting process. So, Kelsey, how do you feel about that? I mean, real quick, I hate the resting thing, too. 82-game season has been in place for 50 years, I understand. And just play the game. Everybody else did it before you. Play all the games. I have to agree with James on that one. It's simple and easy. Uh-huh. All right, so James, I'm gonna go to you with this one. I'm gonna go to you with this one real quick. Uh, Kobe Bryant recently said, "This is another poll that we put up." Kobe Bryant recently said that Russell Westbrook and James Harden should share and be co-MVPs. So, 59 percent uh, say yes, they agree it should be co-MVPs. Forty-one percent said no. So, James, what's your thoughts on your man Kobe? I agree. I agree with uh, Mr. Uh, Kobe being Bryant. I agree <laughs> that they should. <laughs> I agree that they should uh, share the MVP because. What Russell Westbrook has done has embarked on is something that hasn't been done in so long since Oscar the great Oscar Robinson. So I I think they don't they 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 both should share it because like Harden and and Russell Westbrook are both impactful in their own rights on their teams and without them these both these teams wouldn't be anywhere. And um, Harden came from being a shooting guard a selfish shooting guard to becoming assist leader in the league and and a more diverse player even on defense for his team so he stepped up for his team Russell Westbrook stepped up for his team having been the only superstar left on that team that they already said that wasn't not even going to make the playoffs so they both they both deserve to be co-MVP okay and real quick the last question that last poll we had on on Twitter would the Cats be better off with Andrew Wiggins or Kevin Love this one was a really heated debate. A lot of people feel as though uh, Andrew Wiggins would be a better fit on the Cavs now because Kevin Love seems to be injured all the time, and a lot of people felt Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Um, so 57% mm-hmm. said Andrew Wiggins, and 43% said Kevin Love. I have my opinion on this, but I'm going to let Kelsey go first. All right. Well, I, I, it was a tough one. I think Kevin Love has been great for the Cavs, but you already said it. He has been injured, and he hasn't been the same 
Kevin Love, I think, that we saw uh, last season. So, honestly, I didn't think I would go this route, but I actually would. I'm, a, I'm for A.W. I'm for Andrew Wiggins um, fitting in with the Cavs. I don't know if you guys remember me saying this, but I never really thought Kevin Love was going to be a right fit for the Cavs, especially that, you know, he was a double-double man in, in Timberwolves. Now he's shooting threes. Um, so, I, bl- I believe LeBron would have got the scoring record if he was playing with Wiggins because Wiggins is a great defender. But since that's never going to happen, I believe Wiggins should have been there. Okay, so question. <laughs> with, with, I know he's so dramatic and so suspenseful. Um, <laughs> would the Cavs have a ring if they had Wiggins instead of Love? Mm. See, I don't Kelsey? know about that. I, I liked it. No, I'm going to say no. I think it just worked, you know, last year. So, sorry, James. It's the one we have to disagree on. I mean, you, could, All right. you guys could disagree. It's okay. Okay, get the notebooks out because I'm taking y'all to school. So let me let me let me break it down. James, don't don't cut me off. Let me go. Let me just let me have. It. Right, okay, do your thing, bro. As constructed right now, there is no way that the Cavaliers will be better off with Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins over Kevin Love. As constructed right now, Kyrie Irving penetrates, LeBron James penetrates and dishes. Wiggins can't hit that open jumper. What's he going to do in the wing? He's going to penetrate right to where LeBron just came from? Kevin Love is ideal for that lineup, the way they catch and shoot. Kevin Love sits right in the corner. LeBron drives. This is to Kevin Love. You can't double team off Kevin Love because he'll knock the jumper down. So the way the roster is constructed right now, I definitely would have to say Kevin Love. And and that's my first point. Second point, Shumpert and J.R. Smith were huge to to the Cavaliers winning the championship last year. If they had Andrew Wiggins – Shumpert and, and J.R. Smith would not even be factors. They might not even be on the roster if they had Andrew Wiggins because they play the same positions. Andrew Wiggins is a great defender, which is Shumpert, but he can't shoot like J.R. Smith. So that's a completely different lineup. Wow, and wow, I feel wow. and then now that they added Kyle Korver, there's no way that you would have all four of them on the roster at the same time. And I cannot say that I would take out Shumpert and J.R. Smith and the Cavs would still have a championship right now. There's no way. Wow. Go ahead, James. I know you wanted to chime in. Go ahead. Was, you, I had another point. I had more points. I wow. have, trust me, we were, I was on Facebook going in with this when I had like four different points, and they were all bangers. But Ooh. I'm going to let James go because I know he, he wanted to chime in. So go ahead and go. See, see, Ray doesn't have NBA League Pass, so he doesn't see the Minnesota Timberwolves play. That kid can go. <laughs> that kid has a mid-range. No, no, no. no. I'm not saying mid-range. he can't. I'm not saying he can't go, and I said three-point. I should have been more specific. I meant three-point shot. The mid-range oh, shots okay. are not really going to be under the driving kicks. The mid-range ain't really going to be there. It's going to be the three-point shot he got to knock down. Okay, three-point shot. All right, I got you now. I mean, you I'm sorry, I should have been more specific. <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, I, know. I know. We know how you do. <laughs> so, Anyways. so is, is that it? You No more argument? We good on it? Or you want to keep going? Because yeah, I got some, no, I got some more, but. No, we definitely get I, on I, that, I, 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 like I just Wiggins don't like Kevin Love anymore. Like, like James said, I love him offensively. My only problem, honestly, with Wiggins is his defense. I feel like it's inconsistent. What? That's mm. my only problem. And James said he's a defensive stopper, so y'all conflicted right there. No, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's bad at defense, but it's like he, he. It's on and it's off. It's on and it's off. It's on and it's off. Are you talking about the right person? On right and now? it's off. Yes. Wow. <laughs> We're talking about Wiggins. Wow. Right, now I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. All right, well, let me, let me hit y'all with my last point just to close it off real quick. Another reason why I say they would be better off with Kevin Love because if Andrew Wiggins – if let's say the trade never happened. If Andrew Wiggins would have came in as a rookie next to LeBron and Kyrie, he would not have developed into the Andrew Wiggins that he is today. He was able to go to Minnesota and pretty much become the number one option and have basically on-the-job training. He was able to go out there and make his mistakes and learn from them and gain game time experience. He would not have got that same experience being the number three option behind Kyrie and LeBron James. Be serious. Think about that. There's no way he would have been able to make those mistakes he makes in, in Minnesota back in his rookie year and his second year and be the number one guy and shoot the game-winning shots the way they were giving him the reign in Minnesota. That would not have happened if he came to the Cavaliers as a rookie, right or wrong. If that trade did not go through, we would not be seeing the same Andrew Wiggins on the Cavaliers that we see in Minnesota right now. And let the church say amen. Amen. Kelsey, <laughs> clap for him. I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a clap. I, was, I said I didn't want to get in the ring on this one because I thought about this. <laughs> we see. This is the mo- I'm proud, right? I mean, good job well done. <laughs> all right, well, that's pretty much all the topics we got for today. So I guess we could just wrap the show up on that. We want to make sure you guys check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Threes of Crowd Sports. 
Kelsey, I know you say you want to shout out a couple of things. Go ahead and give them your Twitter and all your social media. Well, thank you. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at the Real K Nelson. And also follow us on Google Plus, through Through House Sportscast, and we need some love on Facebook. And, of course, our sponsors, be sure to hit us up. We have some great advertising rates, and we want you guys to be a part of our show. So, listen, guys, just hit me up at Hippington with anything you got to say to me, yo. At Hippington, H-I-P-P-I-N-G-T-O-N. And I'm the other, Ray J. Make sure you guys definitely comment. We like to go back and forth in the comments. Like I said, that whole Andrew Wiggins and Kevin Love argument started on Facebook. So we appreciate all those who commented. And if you guys hit it with some nice comments or some great knowledge, we'll definitely make sure we announce it on the show. So thank you for checking us out. And make sure you guys tune in next week. Three's the crowd sports, and we out of here. Peace. R.I.P. to the competition. Step, step, step coming Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.